Welcome to the Podcaster's Cut. I am Joey. And I am George. And today, we're talking horror movies. Oh, yeah. All right, man. So, well, before we start talking about horror movies, did you watch any trailers? I did. I watched one, and that was Raya and the Dragon. Oh, the dude. The Last Dragon. I almost watched that one. But oh, did you really? It was yeah. good, man. A lot of- I couldn't tell if it was a cartoon or real li- or like live action. Oh, no, it's a cartoon. It's a Disney movie. Mm. Um, the One of the things that I thought about it, it reminds me a lot of Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender. Really? In the sense of what she's wearing. She's wearing like total water tribe stuff. Okay. And then her hair kind of almost looks like Katara's. Has a little loopies? It doesn't have loopies. It has just like straight one one things hanging off of it. Okay. And it was really shiny. It was weird. Because you know how like it almost looks plasticky? And that no, I didn't watch it. I know, you, I know you didn't watch it. But you remember like how Moana doesn't have like a sheen to it? You know oh, how yeah, these yeah. new movies... Like, this one seemed really, like, shiny. It looked like if she was constantly sweating, to be honest with you. But it looked good. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, only a minute long. Kelly Marie Tran, I believe is her name, that comes out in it. It's the girl from Star Wars. Oh, I know who she is. The one that got so much shit for being in Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, she She's the voice of the main character. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's doing good for herself. I mean, I'm happy for her, honestly. I am. I, I think, mean, hopefully can anyone name another Daisy Ridley movie? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good I point. Can. What's the other one? Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, she came out. I never watched that one. I did. Was it good? Uh, let's talk about some others. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you? What uh, did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. I watched a uh, promising young woman. What the fuck? What's that? It's a Karen Mulligan movie directed by uh, Emerald Farrell. It's pretty much this girl who, in the trailer, is I guess she's suffered through some like uh like a rape. I think. Oh yeah. Or it's insinuated. It's like a sexual attack or something like oh, that. Oh, that's fucked up. I but, mean, obviously more she than was, just fucked up. She was in college or whatever, but I guess what happened was like the guy who assaulted her, or I think it was sexual assault or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're trying, the school is trying to cover it up. What? Yeah. Now you Obviously you couldn't see my face, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. it was like compu- confusion. The school tries to cover it up and then she's like, why? Like, blah, 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 you can't. And she's like, okay, well then, I mean, you're not going to go to the school. She was trying to like go for like a good degree. She right. Was, she was quote unquote a promising young woman. Hey, they said, yeah, oh, they don't say it. But oh, I was like, I, I'm hoping they do say it in the I, movie. You, I was, obviously I've been editing all the yeah. po- podcasts and we've said that for one movie, every podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do, okay, so anyways. So then she's like, she pretends to be like a drunk girl or like a girl in need mm. and tries to see if these guys try to take advantage of her. Oh. And if they do, she kills them. Damn. It's very like Quentin Tarantino-esque. Okay. Like, in its, like strong female empowerment movies, like with the Kill Bill. Kind of like Kill Bill, and but like a slight hint of, uh, man, what's that movie? Like the Grindhouse kind of movie? What, oh, what's the one the that he Death did? Death Proof? Yeah, yeah, like Death Proof. I mean, from what I can tell, without the, like, the really good dialogue that like, oh, Quentin right. Tarantino has. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks really good. I'll probably end up watching it. Yeah. I mean, this sounds interesting. It's an indie movie, I think. You know, people out there who listen to our podcast and we started introducing this idea of talking about trailers because Joy brought it up. This is actually a good point because last two weeks ago or last week, we talked about the, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. And guess what? We're going to talk about that movie today. It'll be probably the last movie we talk about. What movie did you watch? Okay, I watched a few movies, but I I wanted to get into this because I've been having this like inner struggle lately to trying to figure out whether or not what makes a horror movie a horror movie. Because a lot (laughs) of people, I've been asking a bunch of people and what their favorite horror movies. Ironically, the most answered question is The Shining. And and that's my favorite, by the way. It is. It is Joey's favorite movie. 
Um, Very horror movie. Yeah. And so we're going to get into a deeper (laughs) discussion about The Shining. But I have been having this idea of like, what makes a horror movie a horror movie? Because there's a fine line between horror and thriller Mm -hmm. and like suspense to a certain extent. And gore. And gore, right? I, I feel like gore to me, still lands under the category of being horror. Cause, I don't know, man. So I looked that up. Like, I, got, I looked up I'm, a literal definition of it because okay. me and Joey do this with our friends all the time. We look yeah. up, oh, what's the definition? So horror is seemingly inevitable but predictable doom where the climax of the movie is either getting away or stopping the evil versus thriller, which is tension-filled story that's not predictable where the climax is usually the revealing of the real evil. I know when I climax, it's the revealing of the real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you can discuss that with your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> People came here for movies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, see what I mean? Like, it's a fine line. And I think when it comes to suspense thrillers, it's more like on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. So like Zodiac, which I guess could be construed as like a true crime horror movie, I feel like isn't technically a horror movie. It's more like a true crime suspense thriller. I don't know, man. For me, a horror movie would be more like, I think you're, I think they're right with the whole like, oh, it's fighting evil or like discovering the evil or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think that's very true. Uh huh. But I don't know about like, where, where it's like, me is the impending doom because like, that like someone's going to die. Yeah. But that, that, that's the part I'm struggling with because I was going to mention that like, impending doom that, that, that can be an action movie. Like this, mm. like, Oh man, this is a good point. You know, uh, the guy. What's the guy from Mission Impossible? What's his name? Uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, but the Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. He's mm-hmm. in, under impending doom every single movie. Right. Like, so, but see, so that's not. I guess yeah, that's a good point. That I mean, and he's discovering the horror Damn. of like this evil guy. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that is kind of like a part of the horror. But I think the what makes it a horror is like I think also the supernatural part of it, or okay. or the fantasy level of it. Okay. <clears throat> For me, that would be a horror movie because what makes it so horrifying is that like, wow, this thing can't be killed, or like, oh, like almost the, like a sense of it can't be real. It, yes, it's almost like this cannot happen in real life. Even like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Oof. like. I love the title because there's like uh, no way to misconstrue what's going to happen in the movie. Like, <laughs> like Texas like, Chainsaw Massacre. They literally just gave you the location, the person, like the action. You, like, you like, going like, and seeing unicorns <laughs> and shit like that. that yeah, like you're not going to go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it's just some guy like, you know, window shopping over right. in Austin, Texas, uh, you know. He's window shopping for chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the sales are a massacre. Like, oh the, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, like, like even that movie, that like idea. copyrighted this yeah, shit. Like, <laughs> even that movie, like that guy can't be killed almost. Like uh-huh. I mean, they like he's just rolling around, he's like chopping people down. You're like, that can't be real. Like, there's no way that happened. True. And, and it's like that horror element comes in the fantasy part of it, where it's like, yes, there's impending doom. Yes, you're the person's fighting evil or like trying to discover it. Mm-hmm. But it, there's also that fantasy element where it's like, whoa, this is out of the ordinary. Okay. I mean, all right. Given given what you're saying, mm-hmm. I think that does kind of clarify it a little bit better. Um, we'll go into the discussion. I think when we talk about the movies, if maybe I'm just being a brat about it. Because mm-hmm. there if one thing's for certain, I fucking love horror movies. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love being scared. And that's a question that I think we should I wanted to ask you is do you really like horror movies? No. This is a flat out no. <laughs> There's some horror movies that I do like okay. that I enjoy. I mean, and, off, and, off podcast, Joey mentioned The Conjuring, which probably the top of our lists when it comes to horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really I find that terrifying, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, man. Like that one, I'm like, I'll only watch it once. Oh, okay. I watched it already. I and I've watched it more than once. Which sucks because 
<laughs> I only wanted to watch it once. <laughs> but like I watched it multiple times and every single time I'm scared. Like there's a part where like she's like, oh, what's that smell? Oh. It smells like shit. Did you fart? And yeah. then it's like, no, you like, what are you talking about? And you fart. And then like they look up and it's like a fucking demon. And yeah. you're like, ah, oh, what the fuck is that? There's so many good jumps in that movie. Yeah. And, and I'm like, dude, that's fucking scary. Like, cause that, that's it. something that could happen to me. Like. You know, you're sleeping in a room with, you're sharing a room with somebody and you're like, oh, this guy just farted. Yeah. And then you've watched this movie and you think, or did he? And it's like, <laughs> He's like, no, it was some fucking <laughs> demon the whole time. Yeah, it was a demon on top of my fucking closet. It's the you reverse know, so. of Scooby-Doo. Instead of pulling off the mask and seeing a human, yeah. you pull off the mask and you see a demon. Yeah, that's <laughs> way worse. But anyways, so as far as watching horror movies, no, I'm not typically a fan of going to watch it, mm-hmm. but do enjoy them like for what they are like i do i see them as like a vital part of like cinema like mm, okay i think a lot of breakout roles come out of like horror i think i've read somewhere where like the hardest part of acting is like truly being scared oh. and truly being happy like no oh, one like, like the two extremes the two extremes of that yeah okay. or i think it's like sadness i don't know no i think sadness is easy so anybody can cry like people just cry just think uh, of like I'm the sad. last time that someone hurt you real deep yeah exactly but the Hard part is like laughing, like ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's not that's not a genuine thing. Like, yeah, it, it's if you don't know how to make somebody laugh, it's going to be impossible. Like this podcast, where all we do is make you laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Next fact. No, <laughs> I was gonna ask. So, considering that you don't like them, do you prefer to watch them in theater or at home? At home. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, then I can like hug my safety blanket and. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh... That, uh, that's true. I've lived with Joy many, yeah, many years. Yeah, yeah. I he have a safety totally blanket. uses a safety blanket. Holy crap. Okay, so just an insider cut. We record this podcast in a garage, and we were currently talking about horror movies, and someone just walked up right behind me and nearly scared the crap out of me. But like I was saying, I, I'm the opposite. I feel like I enjoy watching... Um, yeah, I like to watch movies better in the movie theater. Or not movies, but like horror movies in the movie theater. Yeah, I, know. I think it's way the sound quality of it, and I've talked about this in a few pod, on a few podcasts now. Is I think is where all all the scare comes from, you know, and especially with older movies like in Halloween, where the score and the tension builds. That absolute silence is what makes movies scary, and I think most importantly in horror movies, if your score sucks or if your sound editing sucks, the movie's not going to scare your people correctly. The viewers are not going to feel the kind of emotion. And Halloween does it really well because they use the lack of sound and they use sound in multiple parts of their scene. Yeah. I didn't get an- I forgot to answer the question, but I, I really do think that Halloween is my favorite scary movie period. The yeah. 1978 version. Yeah, you like when he like does like a perfect setup. Like just I, like whoop. I remember when I first saw that movie, I was like, uh-huh. the, he just did a fucking perfect setup. Yeah. yeah. If if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. So there's a scene where like she's hiding from him in like the closet and he like breaks through it. Boom, 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 boom. And she like, I forgot, does she like punch him or like stab him or something? I think she stabs him and hits him with something. Yeah, she stabs him and hits him with something. He gets knocked out, right? He's like ne- laying, he's flat out laying down on the next to the bed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she gets out of the room and she looks at him and she's looking at him from a corner. And you just see this dude go, whoop, perfect setup. 90 yeah. degree angle. Like <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers in fucking psychiatry the hospital was totally doing sit-ups yeah. on a daily. Yeah, he's just totally just getting out of coffins like that. Like, His ab workout <laughs> is insane, people. Whatever he uses, I, I want to know. He has like an ab buster, like just like 
but at the psychiatry be, office. I, I, and see, it's like small little details like that that I think make John Carpenter one of the best horror directors. Yeah. I was gonna ask that question too. Is do you do you have a favorite horror director? Hmm. I mean, I can rattle a few off if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so John Carpenter, who did all the Halloween movies, and Thing, which is an incredible movie. The Thing is awesome. It's a remake, which is funny because there's also a remake of that remake. Yeah. Um, the John Carpenter version is awesome. The practical effects in it are spectacular, man. Never watched it. They're, it's really good. You should watch it. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but the famous actors in it. Russell Crowe? No, not Russell Crowe. No, no, the other guy, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is in it. Thank you. What great movie. The other uh, few of them is George A. Romero. Obviously, from Night of the Living Dead, he mm. pretty much created the zombie genre, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, 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 he did. There's James Wan, who's currently considered the best horror director of the current age. Okay. He did all the Conjuring movies. He did... Oh, James Wan, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? James Wan. James Wan? Except I didn't... I would say... Because he also co-created or, like, produced the Insidious movies. Yeah, he also directed Aquaman, though. Yeah, and yeah, didn't he do... No, he didn't he do did Fast and Furious. He, he did. He did? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought he did, but he I did. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I don't want, see, I don't like the Fast and Furious movies, especially the one he did. No, well, I, I don't know, especially, I never watched it, so. See, my, my. This I, was a sixth one. Oh, was it? Okay, I don't remember which one that was off the top of my head. I have to think about it. The which one where, Fast uh, and Furious is coming. Just, <laughs> just wait. Joey's going to shit all over him, and I'm going to I'm be, not going to shit all over him. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to protect them. I'm just going to talk about them in a calm way. <laughs> Anyways. So, the last director, which I haven't mentioned, is probably my favorite, and that's Wells Craven. That dude probably scared the shit out of me more than anybody in this world. Yeah. He created... The Freddy, uh, the, the Freddy Nightmare on, El- Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, Nightmare on Elm Streets. He also created Scream. Oh right, right, he right. He co-created. I can't think of the guy's name right now who wrote the movie, but Scream is arguably on the top of my list of just favorite movies. Period. You're because of how brilliant they are. You're forgetting another horror director. I can't believe this. Uh, who? He's fairly new. He actually won an Oscar. Would you get another door? No. Oh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Right. That's an argument that I was having with a friend of mine. Not an argument, really. It was more of a discussion. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like those movies, his two movies, are not horror movies. So Get Out is my favorite one. Yeah. I don't I don't particularly like Us. Maybe we'll talk about it one day, but I think it just falls flat. It's a sophomore slump, and I've Joey's heard me say this a bunch of times. Yeah. Get Out, I think, is a brilliant fucking movie. I think he... Did he win the Oscar for the screenplay? Yeah, he did. Well, good, because he fucking deserves it. That movie, yeah. from start to finish, is amazing. And that's where the fantasy element comes, like... The freaking brain uh, transfer. Not only that, but like the hypnotism, hypnotism mm, the in it, and that. like the fact that they're doing an auction for him. Like, there's so many fantasy elements, but it's also horrifying. Like to think of. You know what's funny? I was talking to Danielle about this. She mentioned how like that movie. It's a horror movie, and on top of it, it does the trope of like POCs, like people of color die first in horror movies, and that's the whole movie is that yeah. a black person's gonna die first. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's fucking real as shit because, like, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. But I, I, at the same time, I feel like it's almost like a suspense thriller. And this goes back to the argument we're having, or not the discussion we're having in the beginning, is I, I, it falls in a weird area for me. Yeah. I, I, again, the movie's great. But yeah, I guess Jordan Peele, uh, he's pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. Before we get into the movies, there's one last thing. Joey, off the top of your head, can you guess what science has declared the scariest movie? Um, off the top of my head. So hmm. I'll let you think while I set this up. According to a study done over 50 individuals, they all watched about 100 hours of horror movies. 
The one that scared people the most? It's got to be Elmo and Groucho Land. Elmo and Groucho Land was not on the list at all. Damn, Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus. Welcome to Halloween Town? (laughs) Someone someone brought up Hocus Pocus when I asked him what the favorite (laughs) scary movie was, and I can't help but laugh at that. No, it was was Sinister. Oh, man. Yeah, that is a pretty scary movie. Dude, as soon as I read that, I was like, holy shit, that's true. That movie scared the crap out of me. I think yeah. his name's Valak in that movie. If you haven't watched this movie, go watch this movie. It's yeah, scary yeah. as fuck. Wait, no, Valak? Are you I, sure? Oh, maybe. Was that's that the from, Conjuring guy? That's Conjuring 2. Fuck, I can't think of his name. Thank God I can't think of the demon's name in this movie, because literally the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up with how scary that movie is. I watched this movie with my mom on her birthday. Oof. Me and my mom love scary movies. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah, happy birthday. Shout out to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> we love horror movies, so our birthdays are on the same time. Yeah. And we get to, sometimes we used to go and watch a scary movie, and that was one of them. And that movie fucking is terrifying. Like, the way they use them, the movie reel... And the way he jumps out of the fucking movie, it, oh, man, it is terrifying how good that movie is done. Yeah. And I haven't the way watched they, it in a while. The way they measured it is they hooked people up to uh, heart rate monitors. So throughout the entirety, the average was 65. But when they watched Sinister, it was at an 86. So it jumped up 21 heart <laughs> beats per minute. Wow. So it's extreme difference between the two. And I was like, oh, that's crazy that that came up. Like, I just scrolling through Facebook, you know, obviously Facebook listens to us all. So that came up on right. my fucking feed. That's cool. So what'd you think of The Shining? All right. The Shining. I already know what I think of it. Right. <laughs> my favorite one. <laughs> I but... think The Shining is a great movie. Uh-huh. I don't think it's a great horror movie. Oh. Um, there's it, I think I was timing it. I didn't get to write it down. I think it took like almost 48 minutes for something actually scary to pop up. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, like that's a lot of exposition. Yeah. So I was kind of disappointed in that sense because a little bit of background. Do you remember when you watched the first, first time you watched it? No, I don't. Mine is vivid. I didn't even know that the name of the movie was The Shining. <laughs> I thought the okay. movie was named Red Rum. Red Rum? Red Rum. Oh, wow. I swear I watched this movie when I was like eight, nine, maybe. Uh-huh. My mom was watching it with our neighbor friend. Okay. And I remember just sitting down on the couch watching it with them. And the scene just stuck out on me when fucking uh, Danny writes Red Rum on the wall. And yeah. he starts doing his Tony voice, like, Red Rum, Red yeah. Rum. And I was like, holy fuck. And I just thought the name of the movie was Red Rum from there on. Oh, wow. And it was terrifying when I was a kid. And when I rewatched it this week, after you told me it was your favorite, I was like, great writing, hands down. Great cinematography. Stanley Kubrick, fucking dope. You did a great job. I don't care what the (laughs) reviews say. When this movie came out, it was fucking trashed. Yeah. I was like, how? Like, this movie's actually really good. I it takes not enough of the kid riding around in that trike. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought it was ridiculous that people shitted on it so much. I even looked up some of the reviews, and one of the reviews from a guy from the Los Angeles Times, Kevin Thomas, wrote, There are moments so visually stunning only a Kubrick could pull them off, yet the film is too grandiose to be the jolter that horror pictures are expected to be, both those expecting significance from Kubrick and those merely looking for a good scare may be equally disappointed. I was like, yo, man, fuck you. Like, the yeah. movie, sure, is maybe not extremely scary. Yeah. But it's still pretty terrifying. That ending, that last 40 minutes is perfect. Yeah, I I think that movie is just like, it's one of those that where it's kind of like a slow build. Mm-hmm. And kind of like just brings it down to like the very end. Like, oh, fuck. Like, shit's going down now. <laughs> like, 
and I really liked it for that. Like, uh-huh. and uh, just the way it's shot, it's just really good. It's to my pace. It's kind of meticulous. Obviously, Stanley Kubrick's. I mean, if that. you think about it, people are saying that about The Shining. I mean, if you think about Get Out, when's the first thing? What's the first horror thing that happened, or what's the first scary thing? I mean, I guess it's not scary, but the part with the deer is pretty like. Yeah, weird. I was gonna say that's the first jump scare, like, like yeah, and then that's and it. And you know what? That's what I appreciate about old scary movies is they don't do real jump scares. Yeah, and when they they use sound, like I was talking about earlier, it's completely silent when a jump scare happens. Yeah. And these newer movies, everything is always like, you hear the sound before it comes. Yeah. So I already prepared for it. You're like, <laughs> going down the attic. It's like, hello, <laughs> who's there? And then like, whoa, it's me, the devil. Like, ah. Like, it's, I mean, I, I get what you're talking about. Like, it's always something stupid like that, right? Yeah. And they just over, they use music the wrong way in new, in, yeah. in new movies. But granted, this is coming from a guy who's watching them. But still, <laughs> I, I feel like. Who, I, who's watching them in it? thoroughly enjoying them <laughs> <laughs> but i overall i think the movie is great there's so many good stories about the shining too that i've like researched over the past week yeah. that i really like yeah obviously everybody knows the one of the most famous lines in the movie is yeah. here's johnny yeah here's johnny right like that's completely improvised oh i know um did you know do you know where he came up with it where he came up yeah, with like it how he came up with it i guess well i mean i'm pretty sure he was watching uh late night with uh, with johnny carson yeah so. exactly and i was like what the hell like that's so random and it's funny, I for a second I thought it was a callback to the book. Because in the book, his name's not Jack. Oh, it, really? His name is John. Huh. And I thought, like, Jack Nicholas, like, might have fucked up and said <laughs> the book's name. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe that's what it was. But no, it was just like Joey said, it was Johnny Carson. Yeah. Which, did you know that, like, Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King have a fuck ton of beef over this movie? Yeah, they had a falling out after the movie came out. Because Stephen King didn't like the way it came out. Like, I guess in the book, it's completely different like it's it focuses more on like the shining part of it like the mm. kind of like psychicness the psychicness and it, it delves more into it mm-hmm. rather than like it being about the dad's alcohol alcoholism where it also like the book highlights that as well right i mean it really does the book deals with a lot with the alcoholism alcoholism thank you uh because stephen king was an alcoholic i believe during when he was writing this book mm-hmm. and i think so yeah. it, during a lot of his books i believe he was an alcoholic that's why the it book is so fucked up I mean, granted, we're a movie podcast, but because this is based on a book, I want to talk about it. It's so crazy to me that they had a falling out. Like, Stanley Cooper didn't even read King's version of the script. Nope. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. That's cold-hearted. Did you ever watch, um, oh, man, that one with Tom Cruise and uh, what's her name? Bartending? Like, what was that? Fuck, oh, fuck, I fucked that joke up. You know, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, it, I just watched Shut. Oh, no, I didn't watch that movie. So I read this book a while back about Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. and like going through his attic or something like that. This guy went through his attic and just, oh, to, just to delve into the mind of Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. he had boxes and boxes and boxes of pictures of doors, like the fronts of doors. Seriously? Just boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes. That's a real horror story right there. Yeah. And he went, he was wondering well, what this was for. Oh, I was like, oh, that was, that's when he was filming uh, Eyes Wide Shut. What? And yeah. It was a book by John Ronson uh, or Ron Johnson. I can't remember. Pretty much he goes into like, he just has a little tidbit about it. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. he had all these pictures of these doors because he wanted to get the right door for Eyes Wide Shut. Which totally makes sense. And it's, and it's literally just like a five second thing of showing that door. But he sent out one guy to go out and take these photos. And he, that's how meticulous he was. Like, he would, every little detail, like, he spent, like, the, the those floors in the hotel, uh-huh. in The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took him forever to decide which one he wanted. I'm not surprised, And, man. like, he finally just chose the right one, the right color, like, or at least in his vision. Uh-huh. And honestly, it, may, it does make the difference. 
I mean, if it's any other floor, like you kind of think about, it. if it's just a hardwood floor, you're it's you, totally throwaway. It's it's, a, it's, it's not it's not a part of the actual movie. Yeah, and now when you think of that, you see that pattern, mm-hmm. you think of this movie, which is crazy because the building, the house, the, the house, the hotel yeah. is the main, almost the main character of the whole movie. Yeah, it is the main antagonist of the whole movie. It's without the house, there is no movie. Yeah, and. Of course you would spend that much time figuring out what the fuck the floor, the flooring would look like or the yeah. fucking different hundreds of different wallpapers in the fucking ho- in the hotel are. Yeah. To a certain extent, like that, it even leads into his directing. Yeah. Because he's famous for doing 50 takes on stuff. Yeah. Which leads me to the next trivia question. No. Joey, how many takes did it take for Jack Nicholson to actually chop down the door before they actually got the right one? Oh, before they got the right one? Yeah, before Kubrick decided, okay, this is enough. I think we got it. How many takes was it? I know he broke it down on the first one. Man, the right way, I want to say like 50. You're pretty close, man. Yeah. He, it took him 60 takes to do it. Um, second trivia question. Okay. This movie holds the world record for number of takes t- for a scene. Okay. Do you want to know the scene or do you want to guess how many takes it was? Uh, I think I know the answer to both, but tell me what scene it was. Cause okay. It's the one it where Wendy is walking up the stairs. As and he's throwing, he's swinging he's, the bat. Damn it! Yeah, she's swinging the bat. It's just funny. I was going to say that, but oh, really? I, I can't prove it now. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> how many fuck. takes was it? Say like 178. Ooh, too high. 127. Damn it. Yeah, but it holds the world record, and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 127 takes, are you kidding me? Do you want to know why he broke down the door of the, the bathroom the first take? Like, the first take, uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, when he was chop- trying mm-hmm. to chop down the door, he chopped it down on the first take. Like, he right. did it right. <laughs> he broke it down. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know why? Why? He's a volunteer firefighter. Oh, what? Yeah, 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 at the time. So he just did it naturally. Just Damn. Boom. And he's like, oh, fuck. Like, we're going to have to do it again. That's fucking and awesome. so they had to get a new door. Wow. Did it take him, like, a year to fucking get that new door? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I think he had a bunch, like, Which is laying crazy. around. Everyone obviously knows that scene of him, like, tearing down the door and saying, yeah. here's Johnny. Crazy thing about that is people, film buffs who, like, go in and look at details, they say that the reason that Kubrick did it that way is because he wanted the axe to be able to look like if he's chopping into Wendy yeah. as he's doing it, which is, I was like, oh, fuck, that's brilliant. I didn't even consider that when I first watched it. Yeah. I was like, that was cool as fuck. And then, um, do you know why I, I love, well, I, yeah, I do love the movie. Yeah, you I, love it. It's yeah, fine. So the, the Shining, the reason why I really, 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 really like that movie mm-hmm. is because like, I think haunted houses are like the scariest thing. Oh, do you really? That I'll tell you one other movie that, has only resonated with my mind after I left the movie theater. Which was a haunted house movie? Yeah. Try Alien. Again. Huh? Alien. No. Because it's a haunted on, house ah, movie in space. God. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be using that one until the day I die. Shout out to the guy who told me that one. No, what is it then? It was paranormal. Paranormal. Ah, paranormal activity. Why can't I say that? Paranormal? Paranormal activity. Oh, you're talking about the found footage movie? Yes. Okay, why? Uh, wait. Yeah, exactly. You like that movie? No, I hated him. Oh, okay, good. I was like, what but, the fuck? <laughs> it was the only movie that kind of like stuck with me after I got home. I don't know why, but like haunted house movies uh-huh. really get me because like uh, where I live, it's a quiet neighborhood, you know. It's ripe with horror. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, no. Little things like when I'm going to sleep, I'll hear footsteps outside my window. Mm-hmm. Like just people walking by, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I live near the street and it's fine. It's normal. It happens every, during the day too. But yeah. somehow at night it's enhanced or something. And then also like the refrigerator is turning on like baking yeah, ice. Man. Like. But in the paranormal activity, normal shit happens, you know, like a page turns. 
and you know it wasn't like super excessive where like oh a bottle's about to fall but no it's caught somehow and it's like magically back yeah, on magically back on no it wasn't nothing like that it was just subtle 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 until the very end right until like we escalate to the point where they're doing the fucking the gr- the greatest shot in that movie is when <laughs> it's on the fan and no they, that's uh that's the third one. Oh, is it the third one yeah the the yeah the first one it's all one single camera oh you're one right one single camera shot in the bedroom and then Damn. or when they're uh just when he's walking around with it or mm-hmm. he sets it down Something will happen. Oh shit! And uh, it happens with the Ouija board. Like he, he's like, "Come on, babe!" Like, what? And they go off camera, and the Ouija board oh starts to on, move. That's right. Starts to move, and then it sets on fire. That's yeah. And then he so, goes back and editing, and he figures out what it says, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is terrifying. I hope to God I never like listen back to these podcasts and I hear like some fucking ghostly whale on the back. So that's why with the Shining, it's things like that where like it would be really scary for me. Shit is happening without me knowing about it, mm-hmm. and then at the end, it influences somebody to kill somebody. Right, because like the whole movie is about a descent into madness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what a lot of people complain about. That like Jack Nicholson's character, Jack, is psycho from the beginning of the movie, which I don't get. I mean, he's weird and he's a little bit like off, yeah. but he's not crazy. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the movie, he's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, like he's he has writer's block, but then he just types. Feeling fine. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, one of those things. It's like, okay, well, if your biggest complaint about that is, then go watch fucking The Joker. Because that movie is about a mental, uh, about yeah. a, a man going into the darkness. Yeah, yeah. This one is also like that. It just happens in a little bit off screen almost. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it also inspired one of my favorite like Simpsons parodies. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. This movie is so parodied. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, but they like did it really well, like where it's like. Uh, my favorite scene is the, the bat scene. It's like, give me the bat, give me the bat, give me uh-huh. the bat, bat. And then he scares himself and he falls over. And, yeah. uh, and then she locks him in the fridge, and which is what happens in the movie. Huh? Yeah. She hits him in the head with a bat. In the movie, but not, uh-huh. Marge doesn't. Oh, Marge doesn't? He falls over and he like... He just falls. Homer just fucking yeah. falls. <laughs> <A> fucking moron. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. Crazy fact about Kubrick. Did you know that he had been wanting to shoot a horror movie for forever? And that he almost did, but he got passed over for the person who ended up directing the movie? Can you guess that movie? Huh. It's an older movie, obviously. Can I get a year? Uh, I didn't look up the year for the movie. It's a famous movie. It's a famous uh, horror movie. Can I get a country of origin? Okay. <laughs> Uh, man, I would say, I mean, he was around, I don't know. The Exorcist. Oh, he almost man. directed that movie. That's the first horror movie I ever watched. Is it really? Yeah. See, I have vivid memories about that movie as well. Yeah. But I don't remember. I mean, I assume that's, you know, that is the first time I watched it. Yeah. My story with that one is... All my cousins and my brother were going to go watch a movie, so yeah. I tagged along because I love movies. Yeah. I was like fucking eight, I guess. All my stories are when I'm eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we walked into the movie theater. The long we year for you. into the movie because we were not of age. Yeah. And we walked up the long, long like hallway. And as soon as you see the screen, it's the fucking scene where she's running down the stairs backwards. Yeah. And then she like has her mouth open and she's all fucked up fucking movie like scared the living shit out of me when i was a kid and then we sat down and i don't remember anything after that like completely fucking black i must have like passed out or something <laughs> yeah no i i don't like to think about that movie i don't blame you it's <laughs> creepy anyways what did you think about dr sleep though oh um i wanted to talk about a little bit more about the shiny oh movie. really yeah oh. I, I again Damn. you have I a lot of facts about this movie i do have a lot of facts about the movie but uh, my personal thoughts on the movie is like like i said it's it's a great movie. The the score is one of these times where I mentioned it before. I really enjoy. Like yeah. uh, I even looked up the people who did the score: Wendy Carlos and Rachel Alkind. The use of synth 
and the blah, yeah, yeah. Blah, like it's fucking brilliant. I think it's a great way to like create that sense of impending doom. It wasn't Hans Zimmer doing it. It wasn't Hans Zimmer, I know, right? They did it so well and they used it sparingly. It's not everywhere. It's only when like there's long, like drawn out shots, which Kubrick is known for. Yeah. And it's so subtle. Like the score is there the entire time. It's almost like when you think about it, it's almost like the house. Yeah. It's always in the background, always watching, but you never really notice it. And I, that's what I loved about the score in this movie. It, it just They just nailed it out of the park. It's across the entire thing. You know, I always try to think, like, what happened in that house? Like, because there's always, like, there's different people there that, like, that died, right? Yeah, there's, like, a whole bunch of people that died. There's, there. a, there's a New Year's party, obviously, that went mm, bad. Right. And then there's an old lady in the tub that died or something. Right. I, the, the, I wanted to look up stuff on that old lady because like, she plays <laughs> such an important role in this movie and in Doctor, Doctor Sleep. Sleep. But I didn't, I just didn't. But yeah, like they have a throwaway comment in the movie mm. where when the uh, the manager who is walking him along the grounds discussing the property, he says like, oh, it was built on an old native burial ground. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck are you building a hotel on a native burial ground, bro? Like, move the fuck along. Yeah. <laughs> like, clear sign, good signs of don't build here. That was like a popular thing, right? Like, isn't that the thing in Poltergeist too? It is, yeah. <laughs> They're the burial ground again. Yeah. It's like, all right, well. This Same is thing with thing. Pet Cemetery. Like, it, was it a, was it, it was, a, <laughs> you have to bury the pet in like a ancient burial ground. Maybe it's and then a like it brings. <laughs> Well, Portal Guys wasn't by Stephen King, though. No, right, but Pet Cemetery was. So yeah, there was just there's a crazy amount of things. Like for example, there there was no real scripts while shooting this movie. Nice. They were constantly doing new scripts every single day. Jack Nicholson, there's like a 15, 16 minute video on YouTube where he's like, I don't even read the script until the morning because <laughs> he's like, by the time I get in, they've already changed it 15 times. So what's the point of me memorizing my lines? And I was oh. like, that's hilarious. Which. He had just come off doing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, I know, dude. Which is a fucking fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. And then Ratchet just came out on Netflix, which I want to watch. So there's like so much good spooky time movies to be watching right now and TV shows. So make sure you guys are doing that. Um, Two scenes that I want to shout out that I really loved from this movie is one where he's staring over the maze, the modeled version of the maze, and he's looking at it. And this is concurrently happening as Wendy and Danny are running through the maze itself. Yeah. He starts to see them in it. I was so fucking impressed because keep in mind, this movie came out in 1980. This is the 40-year anniversary of this movie just happened back in like May. Yeah. And that's done 40 years ago. And it's a superimposed on each other. He literally yeah. got on top of a condo next to the maze uh -huh. to shoot that and have it superimposed onto the model so that it would look like it was in his head. Wow. I was like, fuck, that is crazy cool, Kubrick. Like the way you can say whatever you want about his movies being way too long, being drawn out shots or whatever. Yeah. But he puts thought, like Joey was saying about Eyes West Shut, where he like focuses on that door. At least you know that what you're getting is his version of the movie because yeah. there is no director's cut. His cut makes the movie. Yeah, and then also he's very good at like practical effects. And again, that's yeah. another thing that I liked about Nolan, which we've talked about mm -hmm. before. But he uses a lot of, he like those practical things where it's like, you no, know, oh, I'll make this work. Like, we'll just do this. And then like through the movie, like when you see it in film, like it'll look good. It'll look perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he does that so well, like where he'll think about like every little detail. And that, that's amazing, like, how he can do, he can just do that, you know? It's so fucking cool. The last thing I want to talk about this movie was the amount of salt in this movie is crazy. <laughs> like, there, it's not real snow, people. That is salt yeah, I know. in the maze. 
There is 900 tons of salt in that maze at the ending. I don't understand how people were, I feel like you wouldn't be able to breathe in that nonsense. You know what they actually use? Well, whatever. It was styrofoam and salt, but yeah. Whatever. Oh, you know what they also use for instead of snow? Mm. Like in, in Home Alone. Oh, okay. You know how like the end of the scene, like they're all covered in snow and the, mm. that guy gets like hugs his daughter or whatever. Yeah. Or granddaughter. Mm-hmm. That's not real snow. It's actually uh, potato flakes or something like that. What? Really? It's like potato shavings or something like that. Yeah, like little tiny ones. The substitutes for snow are countless. But what I've what I've heard is the way you can tell real snow from fake snow mm-hmm. is that real snow melts. And in movie snow, if it's oh. not melting, it's not real snow. Damn, that's a really good point. Shit, that's, that's a trip that... All right, well, now you know, people. <laughs> now we've ruined movie magic for you. That's what we do for here real, at the podcast yeah. just cut. Now when you guys watch it, you're like, oh my God, those bird podcasters. <laughs> the I want to live in a winter wonderland. <laughs> uh, this is one funny thought that I had. When fucking Danny sees the twins in the hallway when he's riding his fucking trike around yeah. and he covers his eyes, I'm like, why are you covering your eyes, Danny? I would have run those bitches over my trike a long yeah, no. time. I would have just fucking gunned it and yeah, ran that no. bitch over. Fuck, Fuck this you. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but we're leading into the next movie, which is Dr. Sleep, mm-hmm. which I didn't get to watch in theaters. I don't know why, what happened there. I didn't get to go see it. Yeah, I watched it in theaters. I think the movie, uh, I I don't want to offend people, but I think I thoroughly enjoyed Dr. Sleep more than I enjoyed The Shining. Really? You I, know, it sticks more true to the book than it does the... Right. Like, so, but actually, it found a nice way to be yes. in the middle of both. Yeah. Where it sticks true to the story, the, the books, and then also like to the movie. Yeah. And it did that really well. Like It kind of flowed very well. Mike Flanagan's the director, and apparently he's a big fan of The Shining, the movie. Mm-hmm. And he really loves the books, but obviously there's that huge fucking debacle between the two of them. But he ended up somehow making it so that way it honored both the book and the movie. Yeah. Like Joey said, and... It's cool because like the first maybe like hour and a half of it is all like book mixed with sh- with The Shining. Yeah. And then the last like 30 minutes or 40 minutes is all The Shining. Keep in mind, this movie is about a year old now. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, I mean, I'm sorry. Dude, there's like a train spotting uh, um, scene in this movie and like... What do you mean by train spotting? With the baby. Oh. For those of you who've seen train spotting, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The baby... The baby uh, scene, that was it's almost up. like shot for shot, like remake of that scene in their Dr. Sleep. It, like, that, that scene actually fucking scared the shit out of me. I was watching it in the morning. I texted Joey. I was watching it at like 6 a.m. today. And I was like, man, watching Dr. Sleep at 6 a.m. is not a good idea. Yeah, it is not the business at all, dude. But And then it makes me think, like, are those the thoughts that the the house is putting in his mind, or is it something that happened for real? Which one? the With the baby and, and the, the mom? And the mom. Yeah, no, that's real. That actually happened. So the yeah. thing the thing with The Shining, right, with, and not the movie, the actual, like, what they call it, The Shine, um, his psychic ability, is that he gets to see stuff that normal people don't obviously get to see. Most of the time, it has to deal with murder. And if he was close to the people or he interacted with the people, it hits him harder than it does normal things. That scene where they show the babe, the people dead, yeah, they're actually dead. They did not live, which is right. fucked up. And I, what I'm really curious about is, how did they die? Did they die because the Overlook Hotel came after them? Or did they die just because random die? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know that section, but... That part is fucking creepy. I they, think it's it's his fault because uh that guy, the old manager. Oh, Hollering? 
Yeah, he's like, like, come oh, on, man. There, it's just a. You mean the cook, You're right? I don't remember what he was. Yeah, but it was the guy the who was showing the. You say he was a manager when he was showing them around. No, no, you're you're talking about hollering the the black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, the, he's the, the cook. Okay, fine. Unfortunately, he's a stereotypical cook. Fine. He the cook <laughs> is showing. It's telling like, come on, don't don't take don't don't take the money. Don't take the money. Yeah. Like she she has a kid or whatever, and then like. I think he's trying to warn him, like, don't leave him. Like, with nothing. With nothing. Because clearly this lady's, like, coked out of her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool, though. Like, the way they used Hollerin in this movie was was super awesome because he was he doesn't die in the book. He's alive. And then, yeah. plus, he was never supposed to die in The Shining. Jack Nicholson introduced him when he was on the set as, like, oh, this is the hero of the movie. Yeah. In the script, he was supposed to live and save everybody. And then they changed it on the last day. Poor, his name is Scatman something. Literally. Yeah. His name Scatman, is Scatman Crothers. What was it? Scatman Crothers. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's an awesome name. <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't supposed to die. And I love that he they added him, even though it's not really him. Like, it was cool seeing him come out and like discuss everything and discuss the boxes and how he's. Oh, I know. He like keeps the ghosts in there. This fucking movie. I thought it was brilliant. I got to watch the director's cut. Shout out to Joey for finally, for giving me the HBO Max. Yeah, hey, if you guys don't have HBO Max, I highly recommend it. There's so much to that. Like, there's it's not so just much. movies. There's a bunch of shows. I don't know why I'm like <laughs> highlighting HBO Max. They're not. They're not Max because if any of y'all tweet tweet this movie, tweet this podcast, and be like HBO Max, they're lighting it the fuck up. We gave <laughs> like we, we sold well, like fifty fucking subscriptions. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not even doing. It. It's just like a great place to watch movies and watch really shows. Is. There is so much to that platform that I didn't even realize until I had it. Like I did the trial, and it actually made me be like, oh, like this is actually kind of worth it. Like they have Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, I was which, like, what the fuck. Which I was like super excited for because I, I like if you're a movie buff, you know how important that is. Like there's like, so many good old movies that you can easily watch on TCM. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, good. So what were you saying? Uh, now I'm just lost on how great HBO Max was. Uh, well, talking about director's the, cut. Oh yeah, I watched the director's cut, which added like 30 minutes to the movie. From what I understand, from people who watch the regular movie and then watch the director's cut, apparently the director's cut makes it way better. Okay. So I thought it was great. I didn't have any problems with this movie, even though apparently. Shit on. Shit on, which sucks, man, because this movie is fucking brilliant. It has a perfect style of old school horror mixed, which is like the slow pacing, but it interludes and throws in little slices of new horror with like decent enough jump scares Yeah. with like, again, the kind of like creepiness of everything going throughout the whole movie. And Dr. Sleep just, I think, nailed it. Yeah. And shout out to Jacob Tremblay, who like really sold that scene like which one are we talking about jacob tremblay the kid leaving the the baseball oh field my fucking god yeah he dude. he comes out and man he comes out in room he comes out uh what's the kid where he had like a some sort of disease on his face that made know. him look kind of weird oh i uh, think i know what you're talking about and it doesn't matter but anyways well he came out of that movie he did a really good job with that movie and then he has a really small scene in this movie and oh my god Dude, he, he sold it yeah. he sold it like he made that scene work like the way he was writhing the way he was screaming like he made that scene like uh, other than everybody else in that scene was kind of playing off of him for sure this little dude just fucking made grown-ass actors act because he kills it man and that's what i love about this movie the way joey's talking about this this kid is how i feel about everyone in this movie Everyone just fucking knocks it out of a park. There's not a shitty acting role in this movie. Everyone's so good. Yeah. I, I don't I don't fucking feel like a single person didn't work for this. 
Yeah. And they killed it, man. This movie's I feel like it's brilliant. So much fucking like callbacks to the shining and simple things, like the address of Abra's home is yeah. 1980, the same year that the shining came out. I, I saw it when I was watching. I was like, oh shit, there it is. Like, another fucking shout out. Um, there's so many fucking good things. There's that moment. I don't know if this is in the regular scene. I think it, I don't think it's in the regular cut. The scene in the beginning where the old fucking hag comes out of the bathroom mm-hmm. the first time and like Danny pees himself and the mom comes up and he's like, are you okay? And obviously the woman's not there anymore. Danny's like, fine. She gets him back into bed. They, she goes back into the bathroom, like fucking trying to figure out what the fuck will happen. And you see the wet footprints. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's like, oh, my fucking God, something has followed us here. And I was like, holy shit. Shout out to the actress who does, who pretends to be Wendy Duvall. Yeah. Like, there's seconds in it where I'm like, oh, fuck, she sounded exactly like her. In the beginning, it was like, uh, what's the little kid's name? Danny. Danny, Danny, when she's like yelling for Oh, him. yeah, when he's on the bench with I was like, Holland, oh, wow. With Holland, like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, you sounded also, identical. Um, you just reminded me, damn, you were just talking about it. Like I kind of the just, old woman scene. No, you you mentioned something and it, like reminded me of something that I really liked about this movie. Oh, I don't know. Oh man. well. Oh man, it's gone. It'll probably be deleted. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, there's so much. There's a shout out. That, I don't think this was on purpose, but it feels like it was on purpose. There's a scene when they're discussing people's uh, types of shine. Abilities. I, I just remembered. Oh, I just fucking, fucking remembered. A, you scared the crap out of me. Sorry. <laughs> I just remembered. It's the I liked how they mirrored Ewan McGregor scene and Jack uh-huh. Nicholson scene when he's being interviewed for the hotel yes. and then he's being interviewed for the up. hospital job. Yeah. Which kind of alludes to the fact that there's something wrong with that place. Right. And like, it's that room that it's kind of setting it up like, oh man. Like you're going to have to end up going there. Yeah. You have to go. You think there's something. Yeah. But we're not done with you yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. There's so many good things. I just even like going on the same thing. Yeah. The carpet in the, they use the carpet in another house. Yeah. In this movie. It's the same carpet from the hotel appears in, I think it's in their house in Miami. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking scary, dude. What the fuck? Why is this carpet here? So it does play with the thoughts that Joey's talking about. Like, this house has far reach, and maybe it's just because it's still feeding off of Danny himself. Funny thing about that carpet, (laughs) it now lives inside a conference room in Warner Brothers. That's cool. It's true to Kubrick. They did a whole, like deep dive on figuring out the fibers of the carpet because it doesn't exist anymore Yeah, to make it match exactly. Yeah. And then also, I just remember that Kubrick really wanted a certain like length of like the lines and stuff like that. I'm not surprised, man. That geometricness of it all is so good. There's so many good stuff in this movie. Like also the, the callback to like how I mentioned the miniature maze in The Shining. There's a miniature version of the town that he's living in. Cool. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's another callback to fucking The Shining and shit. There's so many good lines in it, too. One of the lines that he Danny delivers is like, the world is one big hospice with fresh air. And I was like, holy shit, that's a really good fucking line. Like The dialogue in this movie is fucking, it's great. It's so good. And you don't expect that out of a horror movie. And this movie just fucking kills it in so many ways, man. Yeah. Uh, No, yeah. this, This movie, like... It just flowed really well. Mm-hmm. There was a point where I was like, oh, it's kind of dragging right here. Which one? Which is where he's already in the town and he's kind of just going by his day. And they ramp it up with like him dealing with the cat inside the oh. inside the hospice mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, he's chosen me and blah, 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 mm-hmm. which is kind of like really cool. But I also thought I'm like, oh, like this part is kind of dragging. Like Or like I like that little one scene. Mm-hmm. of it but then i think they did it again they did it again they kept doing it like, 
And it was okay. to like show his growth over the past eight years. And, yeah. I, and I understand it, but I, I get your point. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciated about the movie, which is funny because, yeah, there's slow parts to it They're for 100%. But I think I became so well invested in the characters that yeah. I didn't mind staying in this world a little longer. Mm, okay. But yeah, man. Doctor Sleep's a great movie. I don't even think we really even ruined the movie. Oh, one more callback. We talked about that scene with Wendy and the Bat and The Shining. Yeah. They redid the scene with Danny and the Axe in this movie. They did? Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. When Rose yeah. the Hat is walking up the stairs and he's yeah. he's got the fucking axe. It's the exact same steps and everything going up. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is fucking brilliant. Again, it becomes total fan service to The Shining. So if you're yeah. a big fan of The Shining and haven't watched The Doctor Sleep, do yourself a favor. Watch this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. You know what's another mo- horror movie that I watched? Uh, that I, I do, watched for the first time I ever. do know but the people listening don't know what is it I finally got around to watching Jeepers Creepers Jeepers Creepers where'd you get those peepers, peepers. which is funny cause like that song was made like what like the 50s or the 60s 50s, yeah. they made a whole movie about it kind of yeah like, kind like, of I, okay again this movie came out in 2001 so yeah. we're spoiling the shit out of this movie if you yeah, haven't watched yeah. it go watch it great I personally think great movie when it comes to horror movies I think it's top 5 for me maybe As directed by director Silva he wrote and directed it, and uh, he or no, I think he wrote it. Yeah. He he wrote and directed. But did you know he made he directed all three of them. He did. But let me throw this out real quick. Like a I don't know what to call it. Public service announcement. I personally think that this movie just showed up on the shelves one day and miraculously came into my life. <laughs> and I don't care who wrote it or directed it. The reason I say that is Victor Silva's, Silva is not a good guy. He's a terrible person. If you look up his fucking background, you'll know why. I'm not going to get into it here, but fuck that dude. But this movie's good, and I'm glad that it just miraculously appeared out of yeah. the air. Did you know that he used Poho County after the success of this movie? Like, a lot. Like, that. that's one of the trademarks of his movies. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's made that many. But. No, <laughs> most of them pretty much sucked. As he's more known for his Jeepers Creepers movies. Which, yeah. yeah. But regardless... And then this is Justin Long's first horror movie. Yeah. Do you know why he got this role? Like the way he looked? Nah, he got it because of Galaxy Quest. Right. Yeah, I did read something like that. Like he's the director saw him in Galaxy Quest and was like, mm-hmm. oh, he he has that good balance of like, oh, it's he's young enough and to look, or he he looks like he's young enough to play this role or something mm-hmm. like that. And then he he does a good job of being scared. Justin Long is a great actor who's very underutilized, I think. Yeah. He comes out in a few of Kevin Smith's movies, and I think he nails every time that You know he plays. who else comes out in Galaxy Quest? Uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor? Yeah, but it's all, uh, Rain Wilson. He does? He comes out, yeah, he's one of the aliens. Oh, what? Yeah, he's in the office, yeah. That's For crazy, those of you who don't know, oh. office, uh, Rain Wilson is, uh, oh man, I'm gonna. Dwight. Uh, Dwight, yeah, Dwight Schrute. Mm-hmm. He, he comes out in a small little role in that movie. Mm-hmm. But, anyways. Yeah, I did know that about Justin Long. And then he comes out in the... I mean, I feel like Justin Long does a good job of being in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Just He likes to sweat, man. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he, he's again, always sweating in his movies, I which feel. Which is so funny because, like, I think you're talking about literal. <laughs> I just realized that. No, no, yeah. He's literally sweating, like, in, in this, this whole movie, movie. He's sweating the entire time. Yeah. And then, have you ever seen Dodgeball? Yeah, he sweats I, in he's that a movie. movie. He sweats. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie, and I'm like, and when I was watching Jeepers Creepers, I'm like, dude, this guy does. I don't know what he's drinking, or but he's gonna get de- dehydrated like at one point. <laughs> yeah, for real. He's a really good actor, though. I, I really like his. I his admire movies. his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. So what do you think of the movie? You really want to know? Yeah, I want to know. I'm cool with it. I, I've I have a friend who me and <sighs> me and him are like big fans of Jeepers Creepers, 
We think the story is really good, at least in the first one. The way they don't tell you the background information on the creeper, the way they keep everything kind of secret is like really smart when it comes to horror movies. Like, you don't need to fucking tell your viewers this shit. Like, what does it matter? But yeah, I mean, the lore is very interesting in the movie, but I'll just Uh, I was just going to say that like the things that I liked about the movie, okay? Okay. Before I tell you what I thought. I mean, this is what I think. I think the lore of the movie is really good. I think that the way they filmed it was really great. I think like the monster was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was, I was just like, I like how it starts off. I like how it ends. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, I don't know if I like how it ended. Okay. I'll, tell, I'll tell you why. In okay. a few. But uh, I like that it took place in a day. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. It and take, I love... And not even a day. I, no, oh, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I don't know what time of day it starts, but... I like that it takes place in pretty much the stretch of road. Like the way it uses this uh, kind of setting, I was like, dude, this is perfect. It's like the worst thing that could happen in a long road trip. Like you get attacked by a monster. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And that's all. That's, I mean, I like how like this monster is like dumping bodies and he like, <laughs> looks off, sees a car, and he's like, what the fuck? Let me get in my truck. And he just ram these motherfuckers. I, and this is where I get annoyed. Okay. Fucking Justin Long would not pull over. He's like, ah, what oh, are you doing? Just yeah. move over. I'm like, I got so annoyed with that character. I'm like, bro, pull fuck the fuck over. What the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, I got an idea. And he drives off into the middle of the fucking... Like what? cornfield? Cornfield. I'm like, what are you doing, you idiot? He he was dumb, dude. He was stupid, stupid. And I... he does the whole typical, like, let's go back and check it out. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, I hate when they do that where, like, yeah. like oh, like, what if it was, like... I was watching this with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, she was saying, well, what if it what if it was me? And wouldn't you want somebody to come back and find me? <laughs> nah, fuck that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wendy, fuck that. Yeah, I would have been like, nah, nah, girl, you gotta die. Like, no, nah, <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, I said, yeah, like, I mean, I guess. But, like, if it's me and someone, and I think someone's trapped in there, I'm like, I'm not gonna do anything. I can't fucking fight off nobody. Like, I ain't I, a fucking superhero. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to, like, fucking... I've just got to go call the pops. Call, call your pops. Call my pops, yeah. <laughs> call the cops. But no, and I agree with you. The, like, he was there, he was dumb. And it's yeah. funny because uh, Trish is the girl's name in the movie. She is the smartest person in this fucking movie. She just go, keep going. What the yeah. fuck are we waiting? I'm sorry, but if I see a monster throw bodies down the thing, I'm going to not see that. I'm just going to keep driving. But you can't even tell it's a monster. It's like a, It looks like a man. Yeah, with his crazy, like, gold, oh, white, white, pale, white hair. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. And then he falls inside the thing because, like, oh the mice God. or, like, some rats are like, ah, yeah. there's some rats. And he's like, yeah. ah, somehow my shirt ripped. <laughs> and, like, the way he falls is like, uh, like, <laughs> he's like straight the, the down. Slow, like pan with his hands. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is why we need a video podcast so people can see like, us making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like falling like straight down. Like I've never seen anyone fall like that. It's always like a tumble, like a leg gets caught. Like, and then somehow a shoe gets caught, but it doesn't pull his leg enough. Yeah, he still fuck? falls like straight. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's impossible. The laws of physics don't apply here or something. Apparently not, man. Yeah. And then um, I found out that in when you watch this movie in t- on TV, mm-hmm. that part where he's inside that like tunnel or like the mm-hmm. his house of pain or whatever or, yeah. or room of pain or whatever, mm-hmm. that's cut out from TV. There's a lot of parts in this movie that are cut out from TV. Yeah, I was like, oh, excuse me. Oh, that's how boring this movie was. No, okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't boring. I, I was I was into it the whole way. Um, There was some times where I was like, oh, I'm going to look through my phone right now. But it was one of those movies where I was like, oh, like, this movie's good enough. But I was like, I wasn't really on the edge of my seat. I was no. kind of more like screaming at, at the guy. Like, that. what are you doing, man? We just get the fuck out of there. Like, he's like, 
oh, there's some wet stuff here. I should look up. And then he looks up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just I would have been like, oh, wet stuff. Let me get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I, I see daylight. Let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah. There's like, so much. It, it's funny because this movie, this horror movie feels like it's two movies. It's stuck in, a, in the middle of a generation where it's almost like the 90s horror movies were like oh we're gonna show you blood and gore and stuff and then like coming to a part where like we're not doing the blood and gore stuff but we're doing more like psychological movies and thrillers and the, like, yeah. the idea of here and it's it's stuck in that in between which is why i think i liked it because i watched it literally like a year after it came out yeah my my experience with the movies i watched it when i was 12 when i was 11 years old yeah I rented it from a mom and pop shop that was behind my dad's uh, office. Yeah. Because I was staying with him during summer. I brought it back, popped that fucking VHS into a motherfucking <laughs> tube TV, little yeah. like 12 inch thing, and I watched it on there. And I stopped halfway through the movie because it was just too fucking scary. For me. <laughs> I was a child. I'm not afraid to admit it. This movie scared the fuck out of me. I can't remember what part it was. It might have been when like he's taking the fucking tongue out of the dude's mouth. Oh, wait, with when he chops off the head. And he's yeah, like, he just starts biting and pulling it up. Oh, yeah. I might have been that part or maybe the part with the cat lady, but I did, just couldn't. It was just rough. So did you know when the director got the budget for this movie, it was like, I forgot how much the money, how much money, but he found mm-hmm. out he was like a couple million short. Yeah. So he had to cut a big chunk of the movie out. Mm-hmm. And did you know that the scenes that he cut out were from that cat lady? I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like that cat lady scene was good enough the way it was. I thought it was going to be longer. I thought they were going to go inside, talk a little bit, and mm. then, like, because, I mean, the way she's like, did you go visit the cats already? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, did you Jezo? know? How, yeah, did you know how they got to get all the cats, like, look out like that? Did they put catnip? No. What did they do? They smeared tuna on, on the... Oh, shit, the, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, and no, I didn't know that. And I actually researched this movie. I did not yeah. read that. That's how, they, that's how they got the cats to just come out, to, like, just kind of go up to the window and kind of... It looks like they're looking. Mm. And uh, yeah, that, it was, I mean, overall, out of 10, I give this movie a 5.9. That's fair. I mean, I, I get it. Like I said, I've only ever met one other person who likes this movie as much as I do. Yeah. And I don't think he listens to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> but if he does, we agree on this movie. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the thing that the stuff that falls short is like, do you ever remember having any music in this movie? That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Is that the, the score in this movie? I'm sorry to whoever composed it. It was not good. It was forgettable. Like, it was, um, unfortunately, it was forgettable. It, it was, was like, so unknown. Like, the part with this movie is like, yo, the song is where it's at. The song yeah. is what creeps you out. Like, everything else is bullshit. Yeah, you're hanging on the song rather than the score of the movie. Yeah. And then I, I think, like, they, I don't know, like, the introducing the Giselle, yeah. the character Giselle is like, no. The girl who has the shine? Yeah, the one that can, like, <laughs> freaking see the future and stuff like that, or, or she's like, she's oh, I, that's I, I don't see it the way you will. I'm like, then how do you see it? Like, how do you know this stuff? Yeah. And I don't know, it, it kind of, like, threw it off. Mm-hmm. Whereas it kind of shows, it's kind of telling. The problem with, like, having a person who could see the future in a movie is that when they say like how it's going to end you're just waiting for the end at that point right and, and that's something that dr sleep did really well where it, they had a seer you know like mm. that's someone who can see where someone is right and uh or like it was kind of like almost present like present mm. time was going on not necessarily the future oh okay you know and then, i see what you mean and in this movie it's more like oh I see the fucking future. I know what's going to happen, but I don't know how like, or when <laughs> or how, or who or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, God, like, why? And, then, and then and then she's keeping it a secret. Why? I thought you were trying to save him. Why? Why aren't you telling them? And she's like, oh, I don't know how I'll affect them. 
I'm like, then why are you there? You were questioning the whole thing. Like, why were you even there to begin yeah. with? Like, you should have just been like, hey, yo, call them up. Like, hey, they, they need a bounce. <laughs> One of the things that I thought about when I watched this movie the first time when I was a kid is I always thought that Trish was pregnant mm. because, like, there's that whole conversation in the beginning in the car that, like, oh, why is your boyfriend not driving you? Why aren't you with yeah. the fucking boyfriend? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what did he do to you? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I thought she got pregnant and that's why she was going home. And you thought that was when you were eight? No, you were, <laughs> I was 11. <laughs> I thought that was what the case was. Even at the end, why? I thought that's why the creeper doesn't choose her. Because I assumed that she, he smelled the baby inside of her. And that he wanted the baby in the future. Because it comes out every 23 years. And I figured he thought, oh, the child is going to be more important than the mom. Mm. So let me just take the fucking brother. Turns out... They give away the reason in the first, like, five minutes of the movie. She, okay, what did the creeper take away from Dan, not Danny, <laughs> what did he take away from Justin Long's character's eyes? His eyes, right? Yeah. In the first five minutes of the movie, fucking Trish has glasses in her hand. She can't fucking see. Oh. She has poor eyesight. And if you look at the creeper the entire time, he's practically going blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His eyes are all, like, blue and glossed over. He wants the eyes, and he's got the better eyes, so he chooses yeah. him. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. I never noticed that. I think I saw it on Reddit post I was look- while looking at this movie. Oops. Uh-huh. But you know what? Man, I was just going to say something about that. You know what I thought you were going to say? Mm. I thought you were going to say, like, he had HIV or something like that. No. I was like, I'm like, damn, dude, he's, he's You were big. really deep on this. I know, yeah, you went real deep. like Because you mentioned the boyfriend, and I was like, like, oh, where's your boyfriend? And he's like, oh, we broke up. Something happened. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it, but let's just say, it, you know, pubic lice. Oh, <laughs> uh, trivia or, question. I got rid of it, but it's going to come back later. <laughs> okay, trivia question, Joy. Go for it. Simple. What's the license plate on the car? Be eating you. Yeah, you got it the right way, too. Yeah. It's not beating you guys. It is be eating you, which yeah. is super smart on, on the writer's part. Even which I, I want to I want to know what that trip to the DMV was like for that, for Jeepers Creepers, like the, or the guy. <laughs> the creeper, like, yeah. The creeper is just going up to the DMV. Oh, yes. I'd like to uh, get this license plate. Uh, uh, sir, what year is this car? Oh, uh, Oh God! I left. I left it in the. I left the information back in the car. Do I have to get back in line? No, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We're just gonna give it to you anyways. We're okay. in the middle of nowhere. Good, 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 good. Yes, because I, I don't want to get back out. And uh, this happened to me last time. And, it's okay, and, sir. And, and no, no. Let me tell you a story. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like the idea. I went with the idea of this DMV lady just being com- or person being completely cool with. The yeah. Idea. Oh, he's been there before. Like, he's, he's <laughs> no trying man. to get this license plate oh, before. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, before he tries, like, oh, oh, I want to get the license plate. Hungry for, like, with the number four. Uh-huh. And then you. Mm. Sorry, unfortunately, that's not available. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, oh, I really wasn't expecting. <laughs> like, he's just like, oh, fuck. How, and then she comes up with it. She's like, oh, how about beating you? No, she, <laughs> she's like, do you want to try uh, maybe hungry with, like, without the R? <laughs> no, it doesn't really hungry. work. Hungry for you. <laughs> I'm hungry for you. <laughs> he'd be like, no, nah, that's, that's lame. Like, <laughs> What am I, a little kid? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) There's a good Uh, line in this movie, though, that I like that Giselle says, where, like, she's describing the fact that he can't die and he just keeps coming. Yeah. And she says, I think it's eaten too many hearts 
for its own to stop. And I was like, damn, that's a good line. I like that because it kind of does make sense. Like he probably has eaten a lot of hearts and he has yeah. like sections of his rib cage filled with hearts so he can keep going no matter what. I don't know science, so <laughs> it's crazy. What what did he eat to get the to get his wings? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I think that's just part of who he is. I mean, I'm pretty sure his like the creature is based upon cicadas because cicadas have that uh, 23 uh, year life cycle where mm-hmm. they hibernate for 23 years and come back. I don't know. Somebody's probably gonna tell me like this is wrong. Yeah, Selena's gonna listen and be like, "You're wrong again," and I'm like, "You're right." <laughs> uh, Selena Nolan for <laughs> Selena <laughs> Nolan. No, not Selena Nolan. But you know what? That 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 brings me to my the second thing that I didn't like about this movie. Okay. It, the very last shot it makes this movie a comedy. You you're afraid oh, really? of this. Yeah, you're afraid of this monster thing who's like flying all over the place, like jumping at you, yeah. like beat like ramming your car and everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, you see him like being a little lady just on his like sewing table, just like like sewing taxidermy. Yeah, you're doing taxidermy. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? Like, why does this guy look like a fucking old lady just fucking sewing a new fucking hat or something or like a quilt? It was weird. Like, that's the one shot where you see his entire skin. And this time I really noticed it. And he's like, yeah. all bumpy and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, with but and, it's, and he's like hunched over this like desk. And yeah. he's like, he's got glasses on. Yeah, he's got glasses on. He's got a little quilt right there that the sewing quilt that says be eating you too. Like, him and the DMV lady. Like, yeah, yeah, him and the DMV lady. There's another one that says live, love, laugh. And he's like a basic. He's like a basic bitch with like. (laughs) Yeah, here that's another one that I want to see. Just the creeper, like someone draw that, like a sewing, and then Uh like has all that all that memorabilia, like (laughs) shit that he's done, like the lady, like a little scrapbook. Yeah, a little scrapbook of him, like just like ooh, like. I mean, ultimately, all the different skins he's like fucking had to go through. I mean, this is also has to be like almost like a a slight love letter and acknowledgement to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because, you know, the Leatherface in that whole movie is all about like stealing people's skin because his is in need of lotion. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, like I got it at the end where it's like, oh, he took his eyes. Like that's what he wanted. Right. But then why look through the skin hole? Like, like, yeah, like a weak jump scare, man. Like, hey, see you later. See, see you, Jeepers Creepers. Too. <laughs> what I like about that ending, though, is that you hear Derry, that's his name, Derry screaming the oh, yeah. entire time. And yeah. I'm like, holy fuck, he's already got his whole skin off. Where the fuck is his body screaming? Yeah, I know. It's so fucked up, man. Yeah, don't watch Jeepers Creepers 2, though, Joey. Unless you go in watching it, just know that it's a comedy. Because there's a lot of funny parts in that movie. Is it really a comedy? It's not a comedy. It's a horror oh. movie, but, like, there's a lot of funny parts in Because, I mean, the last ending scene made it seem like, oh, this was a comedy the whole time. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. The, Jeeper, the, the Creeper is just trying out his stand-up routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like... <laughs> there's a good scene in the second movie where, like, it's a it's about a group of stu- high school students coming back from a football game, and they're in their bus, and he attacks the bus. That's cool. Is there a crazy cat lady there too? Uh, No, no, there's not. There's a crazy older man with his family who hunt the creeper, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, like there's there's really good moments in the movie. See, that's the lore I want to see. Like there's got to be like a team or like we know about the creeper. Yeah, it's like a family who got their little kid taken away. Oh, really? They devote their 23 years of life trying to get the creeper. And the ending is actually good in that one. I think yeah. you would appreciate the ending of that one. I don't know if you'll like the movie, but I think there's parts of it that you'll be like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. But as a whole, not great. Really? Yeah, it's okay. Does like the creeper finally talk in that one? 
no, he hisses more. He can talk. That yeah, but they, thing. they like, uh, like cut that scene, right? Like, I think they did. Yeah, in the first one, they, they I read that like they cut the scene of him. Though he had one line and they cut it. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know what it was? I don't know. Was it him talking to the DMV people? <laughs> no, it was no, it was to the cops or whatever. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Uh, when he picks up the head, he's like, "Don't lose your head." No, he, he doesn't like, say that. <laughs> no, he doesn't, Joey. Yeah. No, no fine. You're right. He says, "Cats got your tongue," nah. and then like, <laughs> okay, that then one bites into it. <laughs> that sounds like straight out of Jeepers Creepers too. <laughs> but like, funny thing about the head scene, did you read the background on the billboard? Huh? Did, when he eats the dude's tongue, uh-huh. um, it says in the background, it says, "Mmm, darn good." Oh yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I was laughing my head off when I heard that. Hey, I left my head off. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, I can't remember. What- I still think everybody out there, like, if you if you got time before Halloween, I know this podcast is coming out like four days before Halloween. You should watch this movie. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. Shout out to HBO Max. Let them know that we love their service and would like to get free service. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. And it's a short movie, an hour and 30 minutes. And I think that's what makes this movie kind of good and why Joey actually kind of find it, found it bearable is because yeah. it's shorter than most uh, horror movies. 5.9 out of 10, man. So, I mean, granted, for a 19-year-old movie that was low budget and no one really likes that's not a bad score most of them i no, hear yeah. people talk about it. it's either i've never heard of this movie or i think this movie is terrible for me about it, it it almost made it a six but it was just like i don't know there's a lot of elements that i like what's not keeping it from getting it at six was like that last scene mm. if that that really brought it down for me and then like i was saying like the whole future scene being able to see the future like it brought on brought on all these elements that wasn't used at all like mm-hmm. it was just you thrown it felt like it was thrown in like the cat lady uh she had yeah, a gun right. and she was all up for like killing it and then she's like dead within like the next few minutes same thing with the giselle thing i was like oh there's a lot of thrown in elements let's go to another short movie which joey mentioned last oh, yeah. podcast uh the wolf of snow hollow if you're at this point, trust me, This I don't have much to say on this movie, to be honest with you guys. I watched it. <laughs> I feel like I got through most of it, and I was just like, oh, well, I'm already this far. I might as well finish the movie. <laughs> so Joey was really invested. What did you in think it. about it? I don't want to go too hard on this one. Uh, I think that we should probably like keep it somewhat uh, ambiguous when okay. it comes to certain aspects of it. I think that, just to be fair, this movie just came out. You know, I want to yeah, give yeah. people time to watch it. I enjoyed it. I thought no one in this movie acted well. Okay. I got to find out who Robert Forrester is. <laughs> I saw him and I was immediately like, oh, this motherfucker. I told I you, man. Guy. I told you as soon as you saw him. Yeah, it's true. I do know who he is. And that sucks because I didn't realize he died. So yeah. that kind of brought me down. He does a great job. He actually, I take that back. He's probably the best actor in this movie. Okay. Um, his his role, his lines were delivered really well. Everyone else kind of feel like a caricature of everybody. And I think that's what the movie was going for. Well, I think the only thing shorter than the length of the movie was the main character's fuse. Like he he got angry quick, dude. He was and, pissed. Um, and honestly, I it looks like a bad acting flaw and from afar. But when you really look into this movie, what I I really like that part because mm. I he it, he's obviously lying about him not drinking because yeah. he's still thinking about it, and, and that's why he <laughs> and he's like. He in the beginning he's yelling at everybody and he's like withholding and then um sometimes with like people who drink you have enablers mm-hmm. which is what he is to Robert Forrester's character the dad mm. and then and he it's very so if you guys ever watched True Detective um oh, damn which season the one with Mahershala Ali okay the third one so just like Mahershala Ali's character like. 
he's being taken care of about from the family and they're not enabling him they're like trying to tell him you know like no you're, you're going all crazy blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah he's like no i think somebody's following me blah blah, blah. Anyways, I won't get into True Detective because I can talk about that show forever. But in that show, like, no one's enabling him. In this one, he really is like, no, I'm like, dad, you take it slow. And he's like, well, what's wrong with the crime? And he'll be like, okay, it's this, blah, blah, blah. Like, he'll, he'll go along with it. And, and give he'll him- let him go through the actual, the stress of dealing with the actual murder. Exactly. He's doing press. He's doing all this other stuff. And he's like, dad, you got to retire. You, you're retiring now. And he's like, no, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. And he, it's almost like you're you're mad at this main character. And, and he's also getting mad. And you can, it's. For me, it was like, oh my god! Like it really emulated like how it is to get all that pressure. There's mm-hmm. a scene where um, so a character gets killed. They're asking him. The the news shows up. They're asking him about like, hey, uh, these people are saying it, it's an animal. He's like, no, it's a person. And then <laughs> yeah, I love and those this person. Yeah, and then this person's like, oh, blah blah blah. Like this is happening. But like, just deal with it over there. It's like, hey, uh, blah blah. They're saying this. It's like, hey, can you please be quiet? Blah blah. blah. Oh, they're like, <laughs> Joey like, they're, really loves saying blah blah blah. <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> Well, I don't want to give too much away from this movie, because, but pretty much everyone is coming up to him, asking him about certain like different things, and at the same time he's getting a call from his like ex-wife about oh the daughter. Oh God, that girl! And, and you're like, I will be at the like you know at the conference. I, I hated will. the and subplot. Like, <laughs> and it's almost like an extra edit pressure, uh-huh. and just like you hated it, the character hated it as yeah. well. So it kind of is like, dude, like. On top of all this stuff that's going on, like people hating me because I'm not solving this murder, and people like my my the, no no the force like the police force oh. also not being oh you know God. complacent <laughs> or like being like helping me out with my theory, uh-huh. like they're just going off on their own, like oh it's a werewolf or like oh we think it might be this or like what what if like blah blah, blah. it's like no I'm telling you it's this this and that like they have to meet these requirements and no one's following him for that right being really lazy about it and like it just it, pushing him to the very edge to the point where he's like i'm gonna start drinking again. Mm-hmm. and it's a really down point for the character and oh my god dude i honestly that part was pretty crazy like and the whole took, part it only crazy. took two beers and he fucking passed out i was like oh shit i think he drank more i think it looked like he drank more well he drank points. mouthwash oh so you're right god dude yeah dude what the fuck was that's a real that part that's a real thing that uh like it contains alcohol so yeah no i know but still like god damn that's, hey man that's when different. you when you're on the struts <laughs> there's nothing in the house when you're living in a dry house like <laughs> there's like a few parts of the movie that i really like stuck out to me like the fact that the third girl who one of the girls that dies the third girl who dies was wearing like a a red ribbon on her hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, dude. She's like little red riding hood. Yeah. Like it's very clear that this girl is gonna die. But yeah. there's like so much little like tiny details when it comes to it. What I re- one of the real things that I really loved is the intro to the movie, which is I'm not talking about like him doing his AA thing or the dude who proposes. I'm talking about the intro where they show Orion films and I lost it. Cause oh. I'm like, I haven't seen Orion films in <laughs> fucking forever as a fucking movie nerd. I l- fucking lost my shit over that. And I was like, I'm so excited for this movie. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. Orion films, like they crank out some pretty good stuff. And then, uh, <clears throat> so Jim Cummings is the lead actor, director and writer of this movie. So that, I think he had a lot of influence on where this movie was going. You guys saw his other movie. I forgot what it's called. It's kind of similar to this. It deals with a cop and he's Hmm. angry a lot. But other stuff that I really liked about the movie was Ricky Lindholm's character. She was, you guys might know her from Carfuckle and Oates. She's Mm -hmm. one part of that band. And Mm -hmm. it's this comedy trope 
well, these two girls who make like music that's pretty funny. Fucking funny. Yeah, people. yeah, they're, they're they're really funny. Uh, she's the female. I would say the female lead for sure. Uh, Ricky Lindholm. She does really good at being the level-headed one of this whole movie. Definitely. I where immediately she kinda... thought she was the smartest person in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's when when you say like the acting was really bad. I was like, I mean, I think they were playing towards that, like mm. where they each had a role. Like you had these dumb cops, you know, you had the dummy ones, and then you had the guys who were like, "Oh, baby, is this?" Like they kind of like yeah, even the like townsfolk who yeah. were all hating on the cops, which I was like, "Well, that's apt for our current situation." Yeah, exactly. I kind of I liked it because I think they did it on purpose. Like mm. whether or not the acting was like over the top, I think it was done on purpose. Okay. And um, Ricky Lenholm's was give it kind of like that Fargo esque element. It did feel like that that's where really she's kind of like she's focused on the on the thing she's like focused on like being like on task and everything she's doing the homework she's doing all this other stuff and all these other people are caricatures of like what's uh, uh-huh. going on yeah, that's and that's, that's something that happens in fargo where like the, the carl salesman the the main guy what's i forgot his name he comes out in shameless but anyways <laughs> i know where people come out in but i don't know their names <laughs> the guy in that movie he's a really dumb guy well you know what uh, you know how these things are right and, oh, like, blah, blah, that blah. Dude. and then the dad's like a super tough guy like he and you he's like a caricature like the and the same thing with this movie like everyone's like a character except for her where she kind of plays this kind of like straight Level edge, head. yeah, straight edge. Like, okay, like we just need to focus on the crime. Like, let's go back to basics. Let's go. Let's look at the evidence. Let's look at this. You know, she's like doing interviews, mm-hmm. and um, and she brought that kind of like. I would love to see her in a Cohen movie because, like, I think she could play those kinds of roles where it's kind of like it's serious, but at the same time, she can she plays a straight person, like mm-hmm. like not as in like uh. <laughs> sexuality but like yeah like the person like there's always that silly person and she responds with like well that doesn't make any sense you know like she does yeah yeah you're that's a really good point and and she plays it so well where it's believable like just like in fargo where the main actress is is the one that's like well i'm sorry i still need to see your the records on those car sales like do you mind getting those it's like that's gonna take hours like i don't mind waiting i have nothing going on and you're like oh shit like this this lady's about to catch you homie I, and, I, and same thing with <laughs> ricky lindholm in this movie she's kind of like she, it's almost like gonna solve it herself mm-hmm. and even though her boss is like losing his shit right she's like hey you know what he's dealing with some shit like i gotta focus on this you know it's a really good point that you make honestly you kind of made me look like a fool there because i did say like everybody kind of sucks in acting in this movie and i i still stand by that daughter i hated a lot of the side characters i fucking hated uh, Jim Cummings, he was okay, and I understand that like he's dealing with anger and he's dealing with alcoholism, so his character makes sense. But I, I feel like it was too hard. But you're right, Ricky Lindholm, right? You said yeah, like she really does play the character almost like yeah, how you said straight. Like she's really she also good. does it in Knives Out. Oh shit, she came out in Knives Out. Yeah, fuck that movie's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys should watch that movie too. <laughs> Wait, and then also going back to the daughter. I hated that character because, yeah. like, it was very kind of on and off. There was some... Pi- I know what, which acting you're talking about. And Jimmy Tatro's, the okay. main guy. No, no, Where no. he's, like, he... There's a point where he cries and then suddenly, like, changes. Nah. Like, and he's, like, blah, 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 blah Like, this, this, and that. This is going to surprise you. Oh. I, for one, I'm a big fucking fan of Jimmy Tatro. Oh, yeah. Dude, I fucking love him. I, American I saw- Vandal. <laughs> American Vandal. American Vandal, hands down, Yes. But I saw him in his YouTube sketches. Real boys of Simi Valley, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, his shit is so fucking funny. But he plays uh, Zan. He plays, he has so many good skits about fantasy football, and, and they're fucking good. Yeah. And plus, 
I feel like he kind of did a really good job. Like in my notes, yeah. I wrote that. Like that scene that you're talking about that seems disjointed where he's yeah. crying and then he switches it. Yeah. I think he kills it in that scene. Really? I, I feel like he's I feel like it's so believable for him. No, yeah. I, I, I felt like for the character it was fun. That's why I thought I mentioned that one because I was like, that's the only one where I saw like well, it seems like that was kind of like a fast turn, but I think he did it on purpose mm-hmm. where like he kind of it's his girlfriend, but he was gonna get married to her. But like, maybe maybe that's the know. thing. Maybe Jim Cummings is a really good writer, but when it comes to his directing style and like the choices he makes for his for his actors to make, yeah. I, I don't like because there is gold moments in this movie. But when there's this, parts where I'm just like, I don't like it. A really good shot that when you guys see it, it's almost like again going back to Fargo. It's a very simple shot where it's in the snow when the snowboarder's getting attacked. Mm, yeah. Literally all black behind her and all you see is the car, the white of the snow and the two characters. Yep. And I was like, wow, that was great. Oh, wow. That was really on point. There's, and a, then the, there's good scenes. And then the makeup of the, well, I guess the monster in the movie. Yeah. I mean, you can say the, it's a wolf. I mean, yeah. it's very clear. That, yeah, but it's in the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the makeup was really good. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Which, it was just really good. And then uh, the another scene that I want to talk about was, like, where he's really drunk. And the oh, dad dude. is, like, talking or whatever. Is like, And then the daughter's like, please go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Yeah, like, that, that scene is powerful. Yeah, that, that's a really good scene. And I think it's one where like, it was a good dynamic there. Mm-hmm. And again, where, like, the younger actor kind of did the acting and made the Elevated, older actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Jim Cummings acting, like, really stand out. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, like, I kind of believe this. This is actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, other than like the ending, I, I was like, the ending is kind of weird. I feel like you just couldn't end it. <laughs> I was so good with it up until like the literally like the last five minutes. Yeah, like if it how... had just ended in that. I'm I'm sure me and you are thinking about the same part. Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but like that part, I, if it just ended there, I think it would be fun. Honestly, I want people to watch this so I, I can hear what people say. Like, oh, I love how it ended, or like you're right. Like, I wish it w- they would have stuck with like five minutes back. Just rewind yeah, the clock yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. back. Like the way it ended. Like, uh, I hope there's like you know another cut. You know, like uh, <laughs> like <laughs> like, uh, like I really hope that there's a separate cut where like what I hope happens happens. Right. Like I can't really talk about it because again, it's a brand new movies, and I really want you guys to watch it, and I want you guys to have your own opinion about this movie. I rented it from Amazon. It was or no, I actually ended up buying it. That was the only other way I could oh, watch damn. this movie. It was fourteen ninety nine. So I don't know if you guys want to take that plunge. The movie that really deserved it. It's what would it cost to just go watch it once at a movie theater. Just share it with a couple of your friends. Yeah, just watch share it before it. Halloween. Honestly, yeah. man, all these movies are great. You can easily find a lot of these on different streaming sites. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> streaming sites. Streaming sites. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I think it's it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's overall, a, I, I I liked it. I really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed it for sure. You want to know my score? Oh, can you guess my score? Seven point eight. Wow, you're so close. Seven point yeah. six out of ten. Damn, really? I figured yeah. as much. I felt like that was where it's at. Mine is kind of like I think it's like a seven point two. If yeah. we're going like on a hundred point scale, yeah, it, what it was kept good. It from, what kept it from being an eight? <sighs> Honestly, I think it was it was short enough, which was great. Mm-hmm. I think there just needed to be a little bit more stuff in the beginning. There was awkward scenes that I felt like were kind of unnecessary or completely undone. I think he could have like tightened up or maybe added something there. There was really good scenes with the, like, the librarian scene, which is really fucking funny. <laughs> I cracked the fuck up. And then <laughs> the scene immediately after that yeah. with the phone, fucking laugh, laughing again. Yeah. And then after that, I think there was another one immediately after that was funny. Yeah. There's a lot of good parts to the movie. And I think that if it had been more of those, I would have given it an eight. If you're going to watch this movie, it think, think of like Coen Brothers movies. 
Oh, yeah, I'm talking about like True Grit, mm. Fargo, which I mentioned earlier. Maybe Inside Lewin Davis, but maybe that's a little bit more serious. Can't really remember that one. In general, when it comes down to it, I don't necessarily like giving out like straight numbers for things. Do I think this is worth a watch? I think this is worth a watch if you can find it for a good price no, for here, you. Here's the best way to like for George to rate it. Is it a rent it, buy it, or watch it in theaters? If it, I mean, yeah. back then. Or wait for it to be on TV. Uh, wait for it to be on TV. Wow. But, but I think that there's, there or, is or, a niche or there, group. there's a fourth one. Don't even bother. No, fuck no. You should, <laughs> I think you should probably bother with this yeah. movie. I think it's worthwhile. The ending is, the ending that me and Joey want is yeah. great. The ending that it has, not that great. Uh, and maybe I'm underselling the movie. Possibly, I think yeah. it's worth a watch. I definitely do. I want, I want to like this movie, and that's the <laughs> thing is, I really want to like this movie, but like, I can't say that I love it. No, yeah, I mean, I don't love it either. I, I, but I enjoyed it, and that honestly, coming from me, that very rarely happens. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for real. Again, fourteen dollars might be a steep cost. I mean, if you can find it, find it and yeah. watch it, because it's a definitely a good watch, especially for a person who likes horror movies. Mm-hmm. This is really cool, and it plays on the tropes. Yeah, that, there's some pretty good scenes, like the one I mentioned, snowboard one. There, mm-hmm. There's one with the daughter and the, her boyfriend that's oh, yeah. really good. All those scenes are like, like the scary parts are scary. Yeah, like, or like, they're or good. Like, they're it's they're very, well done. They're very good wolf scene, Yeah, which is something that I wish I would have seen like in The Wolfman or like oh, God. movies like that. I was like, dude, this is how you do like a really good like werewolf movie, you know? Yeah, I think this is, like the, this the, might I mean, be the, the top of the list for werewolf movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean- very top is American Werewolf in London. What are you talking Repair. about? Fucking Twilight. Oh, God. <laughs> that Anyways. was a joke. Well, yeah, man. Great it's great horror movies this week, yeah. I think. Uh, I wish we could do this every week because I really love horror movies. Yeah. What's wow. your favorite? Well, if you could direct them, uh, write or direct or do both a horror movie, what would it be about? Would it be like Haunted Car or Haunted Object? Movie. It would be a slasher? Uh, hands down a slasher movie. I feel like I have a really good understanding of how to create suspense with a serial killer. <laughs> Honestly... If I could direct a movie, I would love to do a Scream sequel. I know that there's already been like three of them. There's four <laughs> Screams in a row. There's already a Scream 5 supposedly in the making. Oh, God. I fucking love the movies. I love the idea of like them knowing, essentially knowing that they're in a scary movie. Yeah. My version of a Scream movie would be like they're filming a Scream movie. Like in the first, in the second movie, or second or third movie, I can't remember. One of the movies, they are filming the fucking Ghostface Killer movie in the movie. And I want them to actually do that again, but yeah. like straight up, like, oh, we're on the set and this is what's happening with the fucking Ghostface hmm. I think Scream is a great fucking movie. I don't think movie. I've ever watched the third one. No, the third one's really- Or I, the honestly, second one. That's the, the one with Jada Pinkett-Smith, right? Second one? Where she's in the movie theater? I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the second one. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. There's a lot of good- I think all the Screams are great. But yeah, my, my version of a scary movie would have to be a slasher movie. I'm not that creative when it comes to like a monster and creating that lore. Yeah. I think I would get stuck on creating the lore of the monster versus like just a, like almost a serial killer kind of ass type yeah. thing. I love true crime, so that's kind of my thing. No, yeah. Uh, you know what's the worst uh, scary movie I've ever seen? Which one? Unfriended. Oh my the one that takes God. place. No. <laughs> no. And, yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. man. As I long think... as you didn't say that, I'll have been like, okay. Good. <laughs> he has good taste, though. I think that's going to be it for today. All right, man. Well, thank you for joining us and go out there and watch some movies. Watch some movies.